Hi, everybody. Welcome to my home. I'm Dennis Prager of Prager University and other arenas of life. This is my fireside chat just about every week from my home to yours or wherever you're watching me. Actually, probably not watching me at home. I wonder where people do watch this. Are you watching this on an airplane, on a bus, in a car, hopefully in the passenger seat? Uh, wherever you are, it's good to be with you. It's a real fire. That one I'm talking about, not this one. But I want to talk to you about this one. So we just got word from Facebook that they will not allow us to promote the fireside chat, or at least the last one was not promoted as a result of some people apparently complaining or Facebook noting that I smoke a cigar during the event. So I was thinking of a lot about this, and I really want to talk to you, especially if you're a young person. It, I have mentioned this, I think, in the past. The America that I grew up in is so different than uh, the America that you are growing up in, and the area I'm thinking of is freedom. There was so much more freedom the uh, in the America that I grew up with. Now, interestingly... My parents, so you'll say, well, maybe every generation says that. Not true. The the uh, my parents grew up in America, and the the America they grew up in was just as free, or I should say, the America I grew up in was just as free as the America my parents grew up in. There was no change. There were technical technological changes, of course. They did they didn't grow up with airplanes, and I grew up with airplanes. Okay, that's that's fair, but. Everybody understands that technology changes generation after generation. It's the diminution of freedom that is so utterly dramatic, almost more than anything. I mean, when I think uh, of, uh, of just about anything, I'll give you an example. At the age of seven, I flew from Miami where my aunt, my dear beloved Aunt Chippy, who's still with us and still in Miami, and my dear beloved Aunt Chippy lived in uh, in Miami, Miami Beach. And we lived in New York. And so my parents would send me to visit my my uh, aunt for weeks at a time. I stayed, they, they didn't care if I missed school. That's another example of freedom. Uh, at, at, in third grade, <laughs> it did not eat at my parents that I might miss a month of school. Somehow they figured I might catch up with C, C uh, spot run, which is probably what I was learning then. I don't, I don't know when I learned. That's how we learned how to read, and we learned it very well. You looked at a word, you sounded it out. Was it phonetics? I mean, it actually works. I can't think of a better way to learn how to read. You sound out the letters, and voila, there is a word. Anyway, so my parents would send me down, and I remember at 7, Seven. Actually, that's my seven, not yours. I think that should be your seven. At the age of seven, I flew home alone from Miami to New York. Alone. It was a non-issue. Nobody had to sign any papers. I didn't get charged a fee. I didn't have to be greeted at the uh, at the airport uh, officially. Uh, they didn't. The stewardess didn't have to. Excuse me, flight attendant. We called them stewardesses then. 
Uh, a flight attendant didn't have to walk me off. And nobody got kidnapped. Isn't that amazing? Nothing happened. Kids could fly on their own. And that's what I did. One second. Was that my phone? That's always embarrassing. I always have it on. I don't understand how that happened. Yeah, it's on vibrate, so it can't be my phone. Oh, it's the question. I knew it wasn't me. It was not me. I just want you to know. So anyway, so I uh, went, I flew uh, from Miami to New York. It's a very, it's, it's, a, it's a family traditional story now. It's, it's, it's entered the realm of sort of legend, but it's true. So not, not only did I fly alone and nobody gave a hoot, I flew alone and uh, my parents arrived at the airport late. Which never once, I remember, I remember the story. This is one of my earliest memories. And they came late, and I didn't, I didn't care. It, it never struck me as, oh, my parents don't love me, or uh, what will happen to me? My parents are not there to greet me. So I went to the luggage. I got my own luggage, and here's the family lore, the family story. So they saw what, what, just as they walked in, they saw me tipping a skycap whom I had asked to take my luggage. <laughs> I am so proud of that story. I, I mean, I've done hopefully many things I'm proud of, but there's nothing I'm more proud of that I tipped the guy at seven. That, because that's important, is an important thing. And then, and then they walked in, and I said hi, and everybody went home. There was a non-issue that I flew alone. You understand? It was a non-issue. We, we were allowed to do that. The assumption was your parents knew what they were doing if they allowed you to fly alone. Nobody was kidnapping you. Can you tell me the last time an American child was kidnapped at an airport? Has it ever happened? Maybe it has ever happened, but maybe because somebody arranged it. It, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen. It's not a danger. I flew my, I have a dear beloved uh, uh, nephew that I bring out to, my wife and I bring out to our home from New Jersey every year, and we've been doing this for a number of years now. And it is astonishing the amount of paperwork and, and uh, uh, that has to be filled out, I believe, at 15, at the age of 15. If you can't take care of yourself at 15, you are pathetic or disabled. That's a separate issue. I, I get that. But he's not, he's not disabled, neither mentally nor physically. The country is disabled. Because it, it and, and all of this, why did I get to all of this? I'm going to come back to this, the cigar. The deprivation of freedoms in the name of safety, not to mention the name of hate speech, I mean, you name it, every arena is less free. A 15-year-old can't get on an airplane and, and that's it. You have to, oh, and the airlines, it's a total gimmick with the airlines. They know because of these idiotic laws, they can then charge you at least $100. I mean, a serious amount of money. 
Now, it's okay for me, $100. I, I am blessed. I have a good income. But for a lot of people, $100 is not insignificant, especially if the ticket is $200. That's, that's a 50% increase on the ticket because, the, because it's a 15-year-old child. What if I don't want my 15-year-old to be taken care of? What if I actually think my 15-year-old is an adult or can be treated like an adult? No, it doesn't matter. So that's just one. It's just one. Here's another one. My, my mother would send me to what we used to call candy stores in Brooklyn, New York. Well, you know, you buy newspapers and candy and, you know, paper and pens. And, you know, it's just like anything you wanted, basically. A lot of magazines and news. I said newspapers, yeah. So my mother would, I remember my mother saying to me, I may have been eight years old. She said, here's, uh, she gave me money, uh, get me, get me some uh, uh, cigarettes. So I bought my mother cigarettes. Today, if somebody would sell an eight-year-old a, a pack of cigarettes, like they they would they would be they'd be out of business. They might be arrested. I didn't well, I didn't buy it for me. And uh, I can't even take. I can't even take. A, I couldn't take. My kids are both older than eighteen. I couldn't take my kids with me where I would smoke a cigar in a cigar cigar lounge, as they call it. He couldn't even enter at 17. Not enter. Now, you'll all say, not all, but many will say, oh, well, this is for the safety of the kid and secondhand smoke and thirdhand smoke and fourthhand smoke and firsthand nonsense. That's what it is. I've talked to you about secondhand smoke. You should see the British Medical Association's debunking of the secondhand smoke myth. All these 50,000 people, the, the statistic in America, dying of secondhand smoke. Please. It, it's See, there's always a reason to deprive people of freedom. Health is a reason to deprive people of freedom. Safety is a reason. Hate speech is a reason. Bad feelings... Uh, b- bullying. Now, I'm not for bullies being free to bully. I am. I. I. I hate bully. I've always hated bullies. I beat up bullies and got kicked out of school a lot for beating up bullies. I hate bullies. I've spent my life fighting bullies. But the bullies today are the people who are bullying us into no freedom. That's ironic. That's the irony. But it's always in the name of something good. Anti-bullying is a good thing. But there's always there's always a deprivation of freedom in the name of of something noble. Freedom is always secondary. Truth and freedom are always secondary to some other wonderful concern. So now back to the cigar. So so Facebook does not allow a guy who's talking to people while smoking a cigar to to what is the word publicize? Is that it? Promote. We can't promote it. I'm talking to you about wonderful things in life, but we can't promote it, uh, or we couldn't the last time. Because I'm smoking a cigar. So they bought the nonsense, first of all. Cigars are not, are not in the same danger universe as cigarettes, as it happens. And by the way, when, when all of this uh, crazy, the, the hysteria over tobacco arose, and I, I fully admit 
that cigarettes, cigarettes in particular, are dangerous. Facts are facts. And my, my motto in life is first tell the truth, then give your opinion. That's a fact. But this is not particularly dangerous at all. Because you don't inhale cigars. You inhale cigarettes. 99% of Americans don't even know that. <laughs> this staggering difference between cigarettes and cigars. But hey, tobacco, tobacco. But I wrote, in the, I wrote a long essay a long time ago. There's something morally broken about a society that goes after tobacco and not alcohol. How many, uh, how many kids are abused by, by a, a, uh, an adult who's just smoked a cigarette? And I'm against cigarettes, but let's be honest. Hmm? Zero, right? Does tobacco ever cause anybody to lose their conscience and abuse a child as opposed to alcohol? How many, how, how many spouses and girlfriends have been beaten up uh, after somebody got drunk? After somebody drank alcohol, but hey, alcohol, schmalcohol, it's no big deal. Tobacco, that's the killer. It's so sick. Because there's no moral upshot. You, if you hurt yourself, you hurt yourself. But you don't hurt others after tobacco. You hurt others after alcohol. Anybody, uh, how many people are killed by smoking drivers as opposed to drinking drivers? Okay, get my point? And by the way, to uh, Facebook, I got a question. Can any, uh, can, do you folks not allow uh, any movie from before 1970 to promote itself? Or for that matter, after 1970, if somebody is smoking in it? I'm just curious. What's the difference between that and this? How about Churchill? The savior of, of Britain and perhaps Western civilization against the Nazis. Guy smoked a cigar all day, every day. Do you know, by the way, there there is a one 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 of the Churchill Museums in London has actually photoshopped cigars out of Churchill's hand or mouth? Sick. I'm telling you, 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 you don't know how sick it is. I do because I lived in a healthier America. That's why. And God, was it freer. Just, uh... No, if my father... My father... I'll give you another example. you know how many parents are visited by Child Protective Services or even have their children taken away if they allow them to walk on their own at the age of eight? Just take a walk. Well, this is... I report this on my radio show regularly, and I don't report all the cases. I, every day I would report a case. Yes. Some, some sick person... Reports, oh, uh, I saw, I just the other day, I wish I had the story in front of me. Three kids, the three kids together, and, the, and they were taken away from the parents. That's child abuse done by the state. It's one of the reasons I don't trust the state. That's the difference between a, a conservative and a liberal in one sentence. Do you trust the state? No, I don't, because I don't trust people with power. Period. 
Okay? The less power they have, the better, generally. Some people need to have power. Police need to have power, or there will be moral chaos. There will be violence and criminality rampant. We all understand that. Hmm, it went out. I need a lighter. I forgot to bring a lighter to my, uh, to my seat. You got a lighter? So this is... This is another example of, of the lesser lesser freedom that you, your generation has if you're a young person. But you don't know it because you didn't grow up in the previous generation, obviously. So to you, this is normal. You know, there are kids who even say, oh, I'm going to call Child Protective Services on you. <laughs> when I was a kid, parents were authorities, not government. It's a better world. Do some, were some parents terrible? Yes, of course. There's no guarantee of anything in life except taxes and debt. That's not that's not original to me, by the way. I just I don't want to take credit for a great line. It's a great line, but it's not mine. But anyway, all right. So I'd just like to know: Would they would Facebook allow the promoting of a film on Churchill? I'd like to know. He smoked all the time. Smoked cigars. I am curious, too. I don't know the answer. If I were sitting here and I had, um, let's say, a margarita, would they not allow us to promo it if I was sipping at a margarita? I don't happen to drink alcohol, but not, not out of moral... Uh, uh, fervor but because i just don't enjoy it but let's say i did let's say or a wine a glass of wine i don't know maybe the answer is yes they wouldn't allow it do you know you guys know maybe we don't know be an interesting question hmm. it's uh the the examples are legion about the deprivations of freedom all right I'm going to go to your questions here. Let Facebook know that uh, somehow you can handle it if uh, you watch a guy smoking a cigar. That you you don't you really you really even though you don't somehow or other it's not not high on your list of awful things. The meanness that I could advocate here <laughs> without a cigar. <laughs> I could tell people the whole time to be kind and beautiful, which I try to do, but I have a cigar. All right. Your question, s'il vous plaît. All right. Emily, 26, Irvine, California. Do you think that calling someone a self-hating Jew is equivalent to the black community calling someone an Uncle Tom? Should the Jewish community avoid using the term self-hating Jew so as not to legitimize the use of the term Uncle Tom? Okay, well, let me, the second part is very easy. One has nothing to do with the other. If there was, the, if uncle, people who call blacks Uncle Tom, blacks who call blacks Uncle Tom, have not taken their lead from Jews who call some Jews self-hating Jews. Uh, there's no there's no conjunction between the two. There really are self-hating Jews. I've never met 
uh, a black who who devoted his life to hurting blacks. But there have been very many Jews, not many, more than a few, who have devoted their life. For example, there are many Jews who devote their lives to hurting Israel. Is there is there any black who who is devoting his life to hurting a black African country? I don't think there's one. If there were, you'd call him a self-hating black. The people they call Uncle Toms are people who want good for blacks, but differ with left-wing positions on blacks. So what they've done is the same thing with the word racist. The left calls everybody every term they can because they have no intellectual basis for their arguments. So what they do is, let's say a black, for example, it's like Larry Elder. Larry Elder, who's one of the most brilliant humans I know, is a black, uh, my colleague, Salem Radio. You can hear him in many parts of the country. You could hear him on the internet, and uh, you could read him. And uh, Larry's black, and Larry takes issue with uh, the, um, the the phony uh, arguments on be- uh, that are so-called on behalf of blacks. Like it's a good thing to lower ac- academic standards for black students. It's just an insult to blacks. That's how he looks at it. He's insulted as a black that people would lower standards because of my skin color. Why is that? An un- He's called an Uncle Tom. But he's in fact trying to help the black community, as is Tom Sowell, as is Walter Williams. There are so many blacks, and every black who isn't a left-winger is called an Uncle Tom. So it's a phony term. It's, it's like racist and, and, and xenophobic and all the other terms the left uses to dismiss the decency of people they differ with. But self-hating Jews really do exist, I'm sorry to say. Can it be overused? Every term could be overused. But in objective reality, they exist. Okay, Zach, 29, Houston, Texas. Dennis, my wife is recently out of the Army, and I am in the process of joining the Air Force. Thank you both. Once I am in, I'd like to invest for our future. What a smart investment decisions I can make in today's economic climate. Okay, I am flattered that you would ask me. <laughs> but uh, when God gave out abilities, he gave me some. But I, when he gave out general abilities in other arenas, I was not in line. Uh, when it came to business investment, I didn't even know the line was there. So I didn't get much talent in that arena. But my, my immediate instinct, based on just my immediate instinct, you have to look further, uh, is... Uh, in the course of my lifetime, uh, real estate has just been a consistent uh, winner over over time. Everything is over time. For that matter, stocks have been too over time. But you're going to take losses, and you got to be able to sustain the losses, waiting for the the market, real estate or stock, uh, to uh, ultimately conclude. But you're young enough that it shouldn't matter. And uh, I would invest I, I, in, in an apartment or a uh, or a house, uh, and it's it's a very good it's good equity it's it's good for renting, and it's good for uh, a nest egg, if you'll need it. Okay, Diego nineteen in 
Ribeirão das Neves, Minas Gerais, Brazil. Now, if I pronounce that word right, I am a happy man. 19 years old, Diego. I would like to know what do you think about the lack of respect that the world and especially young people are developing towards facts and history? For example, the disregard for sacrifices that have been made to ensure freedom exists. Well, you're being taught by people who have a disregard for facts. You know, it's so bad. The left's, the left's takeover of the universities means that facts don't matter. And by the way, they admit it. Uh, they admit it even in the, the sciences, where they... Uh, the, we, Prager University will have a, a video coming out in a few weeks by Heather McDonald, one of the, the great uh, writers of our time. She writes for the uh, Manhattan Institute City Journal. And uh, Heather... Uh, shows how more and more science department physics and other uh, and other departments of science say getting the right all quote getting all the right answers or getting all the answers right unquote is not as important as diversity you hear that in the sciences of course the only thing that counts in science is getting the answers right not who gets the answers right, getting the answers right. So, uh, the, the example you gave uh, of you know about people who sacrifice for freedom, that that's that's another example. But even in the science, and it's a, a valid example. How many people know about the American loss of thirty-seven thousand young men in Korea? Thirty-seven thousand to keep Korea free, or at least the southern part of Korea free. Debbie, 62, Escondido, California. What is the best way to convince your Jewish child to marry a Jew? Well, first let me explain to everybody, almost everyone who is committed to their religion wants their child to be, uh, to marry someone committed to their religion. And by the way, that makes perfect sense. The odds are, with all the challenges in any marriage, if a Catholic marries a Catholic, if they're both believing Catholics, it will help. If an evangelical marries another Christian, it will help. If a Mormon marries a Mormon, it will help. So, same thing with Jews. It's just, if having religion in common is a big help. Because the children come, how are we going to raise them? Will we baptize them? Will we bar mitzvah them? I mean, there are just endless questions. What type of school will we send them to? Will we ever go to synagogue? Will we ever go to church? If we go to church, will it be a Catholic church? Will it be a Mormon temple? Will it be a, uh, a Protestant church? I mean, it, th- these, are, these are questions that when you're in love, you don't think about but eventually you have to confront. With regard to a Jew specifically, uh, I've never quite understood the argument of a non-religious Jewish parent that their child should marry a Jew. If they don't share Judaism, what do they share? Uh, Ethnicity? 
do you think Hispanics all have to marry Hispanics? Latinos all have to marry Latinos? Or, or blacks all have to marry blacks? I'll bet you don't think that way. So I've, I've always wondered why a secular Jew uh, would be insistent on their child marrying a Jew. On, on what grounds? Especially if they're liberal. Because liberalism is open-minded. A, a religious Jew has an argument based on religion, but what does a non-religious Jew have an argument based on? Okay. Uh, no, N-O-E. How do you pronounce N-O-E? No? Not Noah. All right. Anyway, it just says no. I know. 18, Anaheim, California. Hey, Dennis. Hey. I'm wanting to explore faith and to try to trying to rekindle my faith in God. Though I feel, since I am gay, it is difficult for me to do so. Homosexuality and Christianity, can I achieve what I want to pursue any advice? Whoa, boy, I got a lot. I know a lot of a religious, um, uh, a lot is maybe overstating it. I know a fair number of religiously committed uh, gays. And I know this, this, uh, this is disturbing to some of my best friends in the Christian community who believe that you cannot be uh, gay and Christian at the same time unless you are uh, live alone and not, not with another gay man or another gay woman. And I, 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 I understand their argument. They don't want people to think that Christianity is saying yes to homosexual conduct. And I agree. I, Christianity and Judaism do not say yes to homosexual conduct. We have to be real. But if you are gay, you I don't know why you, you would not still take God and the Bible seriously. I want you to. Then it's a struggle. Then then I, I fully, and I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I, I, I can, look, I'm writing a 20,000 word piece on the Bible and homosexuality. It will come out in one of my five-volume commentaries on the first five books of the Bible called The Rational Bible. Volume one is out, Exodus. It's called The Rational Bible. It's brought a lot of people. Read the reviews on Amazon. I mean it. I'm asking you to. See how it has changed people's lives. It's meant to change people's lives. In the third book of the first five books called Leviticus, I will explain in 20,000 words why the Bible frowned upon homosexual conduct. In a nutshell, every society before it did not frown upon homosexual conduct. This is, this is news to most people. It was news to me when I did my research. And so what you had was, in very many societies, when men want, this is amazing to modern people, when men wanted sexual pleasure, they often sought young men. Women were for babies, young men were for sexual pleasure. And the Bible came along and said, no, the place for sexual pleasure is marriage with a woman. That's what it is about. There are a lot more to say. I have 20,000 words to say it, but at least I wanted you to have a respect, and all of you listening, not just gays. But I, I, have, I have met seriously religious gays, and 
that you should you should be in touch with them but don't dismiss the bible or in your case christianity because you're gay it's a terrible loss in life andronic 19 los angeles dennis is the era of today's radical left nearing the end of its course you got to be kidding <laughs> i wish my column this week, I have a syndicated column that comes out every Tuesday. It's at, uh, it's at uh, townhall.com, nationalreview.com, and many other websites, and of course my own. And it is about the, the, the conflict between Western civilization and the left. Not liberals, the left. And how I show example after example how they're, they differ with one another. It's a very big problem. What happened is Christianity died in the West, but religion never dies. Christianity may have for much of the West, but religion doesn't. The religion is secular religion, and it's called leftism. Marxism, socialism, communism, feminism, environmentalism. And by the way, I'm pro-female equality and I'm pro-the environment, but I don't worship the environment. It's not, these aren't religions. I have a religion, in my case, Judaism. I don't need a secular religion. But people need meaning more than anything else. And if religion won't give it, secular religion will give it. So we're in trouble. But doesn't mean all I'm answering is your question. It is not, it is hardly the end of the radical left. By the way, radical left and left is pretty much identical. Left and liberal are not identical. Final question, Corey, 38, Fort Worth, Texas. Do you like cake, and if so, what's your favorite kind of cake? Asking me if I like cake is almost like asking if I like to breathe. I do like breathing. I eat cake uh, rarely because I've tried to cut sugar a lot, but I love cake. Don't love cookies, but I do love cake. Uh, the answer was, what, what kind of cake? That was the question. Uh, here's my very sad answer. Any. What can I tell you? All right, everybody. Uh, what am I going to tell you? The freedom issue is, is, is perplexing. It's disturbing, not perplexing. People yearn for many things more than liberty. America was founded on a yearning for liberty. And in that regard, it has been unique. Maybe it won't be so unique as the years go on. It'll become more normal, and liberty will lessen. That's my fear. Thanks for being with me. I'm Dennis Prager, and see you next week.